Hi! Welcome to What You Read and Do. It's Lauren, Lisa, and Jamie. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversation. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figure this is a good way to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Enjoy! update from the jed podcast that we did that was oh an like update three was that episode three? number oh three. my yeah. god precious little babies oh he released his he's doing an eight-part podcast on each oh. um topic right now so if you don't know what his book's about there are eight topics big ideas such as ego <laughs> work death death, death. I like <laughs> yeah. death one. so oh, he just released a podcast today Sweet. on work, and I haven't listened to all of it yet, but I think it's going to be good. Wait, that's really exciting. Talking about life's greatest questions. <laughs> wow. Okay. Small topics. <laughs> Love it. Then there's us. Give us a call, Jed. Give us a call. Yeah, we would love to be guests. Yeah. We can, can come on here. You can thoughts. be our guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring a book. <laughs> yeah, you still have to bring a book. <laughs> it can be your own. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> How was the McDonald's donut? Jamie tried the McDonald's okay. donut. I tried the McDonald's pull apart donut. And out of 10, we're like, to me at least, a Krispy Kreme is a good like oh, eight yeah. and a half out of 10. Yeah. It is up there. I would give this a solid six and a half, seven. Okay. It was pretty good. Was it warm? Was it like grocery um, it store was like level? Maybe room temperature. I would say it was above grocery store. It was oh, kind wow. of like almost like melty in your mouth. Hmm. Okay. okay. It was just like a glazed the donut. More they melty? are served all day. So oh, I do okay. wonder if earlier in the day would have been a better choice. Get one at different oh, points like throughout that. the day and report back. Yeah. I think <laughs> I can handle Put that a PowerPoint for you guys. together. Um, yeah. I am willing and able to accept that opportunity <laughs> thank you i shall take that we'll, challenge. Come up, we'll come up with a chart for rating yeah but yeah i actually liked it so it was good to know i saw it and Quick lisa got a pie so i was like well i want oh. something i did i did so i got the donut and i'm not mad no regrets it. the photos of their new like pastries look delicious <laughs> but in the back of my mind i'm like there's no way there's no way that's gonna be as good as it looks but it's yeah, good to hear the kind is why is McDonald's making pastries. <laughs> you know, stay in your lane, guys. I got a little weirded out when they started doing like artisan coffee. Oh, yeah. I was like, the McCafe really creeps me out. Yeah, <laughs> still. Like, and then they moved like the milkshakes and other like over into that category, yeah. and they get really thrown off. I'm just like, I just want like a strawberry milkshake. Where's that? <laughs> I do really miss Krispy Kreme cruel- crawlers. Crawlers. Yeah, my favorite oh but yeah we don't really man. Do we don't have Krispy Kreme here do we there was there's one, one on Aurora by the COVID testing yeah. center oh. they don't have crawler crawlers 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 no crawlers there's a unity <laughs> somehow 
It looks right in my head, and it doesn't sound Crawlers. right. <laughs> my mouth is Crawlers? disagreeing. They Crawl- don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, anyway. Yeah. Our podcast. <laughs> that, oh, yes. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Where we learn how to pronounce words. And how to have conversation <laughs> with each other. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been starting to come back to work, like, once mm-hmm. a week. Lauren's been going in more frequently, and Jamie's mm-hmm. in as well. I am really learning to re-socialize myself. Oh, God. Yeah. It's hard, man. In every instance, like, someone today asked me if I wanted to get lunch, like, out on the patio. And I'm like, yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, prepare to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. One-on-one. Yeah, I haven't had too much small talk yet, I guess. Yeah. And it was was fine. Like, I love this person. That was fine. But, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, um, what are topics people discuss? (laughs) I need my topic flashcards. Right? Because I was still reading the book I'm going to discuss today. So I was like, lunchtime. I'm just going to sit with my book yeah. away from my desk. Apparently, that was body language for she's open to, like, come talk to. So oh, God. Didn't go according to plan, but it was good. I appreciate socializing. Okay. I'm glad it turned out well because sometimes you have those lunches and it does not oh, turn out well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. There have been some <laughs> awkward things. <laughs> Today, I, like, printed out something for my project manager and, like, just basically threw it at him. (laughs) Oh, God. And I was like, I couldn't remember the word for it printed on both sides. (laughs) Double-sided? (laughs) Double-sided. I was like, (laughs) I said something like, I printed to and fro. <laughs> I'm like, gonna use that. And then, and then so just good. started laughing and turned away. <laughs> I don't even know if he understood what I was saying. It didn't matter. I just <laughs> <laughs> The rarity of you even using that in normal everyday Have conversation. You ever said that phrase ever. <laughs> I love it. I was like, huh? Well. I like threw it at him. I was like, it printed to and fro. And then he just started laughing. <laughs> Walked away. And then I quit. I knew no, how ridiculous <laughs> that was. And I just had, I had no idea what was happening. Like, that's oh the best God. I got. And I'm like, <laughs> not going to get better. Didn't even wait for a response. <laughs> just, I love that. As it's coming room. out, you're like, nope. And just <laughs> fail. <laughs> I think I had already turned my back when I said bro. <laughs> Daily things that happen. Wow. That might be my favorite story of like, I couldn't think of the words. So I said something else. <laughs> when I was at the copier, another guy came up because he printed something and he was like, oh, did you print? He must have said front to back or something Mm. he's like did you oh he's probably like did you print on both sides and i was like i don't know i guess so i haven't printed in a long time (laughs) (laughs) and he just kind of walked away and he's like i'll come back later (laughs) she's having a day it's like your first time seeing a printer in a while like i press some buttons i don't know surprised i even successfully sent it to the printer well i didn't Mm. i needed help (laughs) wait actually my print drivers were not working (laughs) it was a whole day that was that was eight hours of the work i left after that
It's been good, but it's been a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting That's there. a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Oh on, that <laughs> on that note. <laughs> okay. Do I have to? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about things. Jamie's up first. <gasps> I'm up first. So I'm bringing back a book that I already said I would bring back. So and she has followed through. Look at me, <laughs> guys. I'm an adult. Mm. I kept my promise to all you loyal listeners, who I know are just on the edge of your seats. Oh yeah, thank you for so. showing up. <laughs> you know what? You're welcome. My name's yeah. Jamie, and <laughs> I am accountable. Okay. Yes, girl. So today I'm talking about the book "You're Not That Great" by Elon Gale, which I just. I knew that name, but I looked him up. He's the creator of Bachelor. Yeah, he's what? not. He, um, along with what? Mike Fleiss, Mike Fleece, who's like the Fleiss, the yeah. number one guy. Like Elon was like one of the original producers and worked on the show for like years. Mm. Yeah, he also yeah. looks crazy, which I he love. he has crazy fun hair. Yeah, yes. Google him. Mm-hmm. His hair is awesome. Everyone Google and him I'm right now. I'm super jealous of it. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know how else Free to explain spirited. it, but he is not going bald. <laughs> Love it. The opposite Love of baldness. It. it feels like he's in a close relationship with a windstorm. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a committed partnership <laughs> together. That is exactly yeah, what it is. Like very accurate. This photo. <laughs> very, she yeah, is in a committed relationship with a windstorm. That's what I saw too. <laughs> yeah, he's Oh my god i mean Sorry. we're all like deep in the bachelor <laughs> so franchise good. so yeah, I, yeah. I love to find that out yeah, yeah. this is new okay. he's a bachelor dude and also now he wrote a book well he didn't write it now he wrote it in 2017 i'm just getting around to reading it now and it's a what are they called now personal growth mm-hmm. book personal growth that we talked about you know in the back three to or school. four weeks yeah, yeah in the back to school episode episode 17 oh yeah and anyway, I listened to the audiobook of this one. I did breathe. Like, I had. Well, here's how it started. I listened to the audiobook, or, like, got it from the library. And then, like, five minutes into the audiobook, I was like, okay, I need a physical copy of this book. Because, like, there are so many things I want to, like, highlight and write down. Ooh. And you're talking, like, not too fast, but, like, you just keep talking. Please stop talking so I can write this down. So then I got the real book, too. Well, the real Kindle book, too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, either way you do it, I think it's great. But I really loved the audiobook and then having like a real book to like follow along and highlight if you care to do that. Mm-hmm. Because like he's doing the audiobook and the to- he's like very funny. And I think like I said in the last episode, it's a personal growth book for I think people who hate personal growth. And he's like really dry and sarcastic and that like I think comes across in his tone very well throughout the audiobook. Cool. I liked it a lot. Um, the title is obviously You're Not That Great. So it's kind of, I don't really know how to describe what happens in the book. But it's basically like, it's all about how in today's modern society, everyone is striving for happiness and everyone is striving to like be a super positive person and be yeah. happy all the time. According to him, and I agree completely with all the argu- most of the arguments he made, that is not what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he basically is trying to like, I don't know. See, I'm not a, I, I do want to be happy and I have talked, like I do want to be a positive person. So it makes me feel better that he's like, that's the wrong thing to do. Don't do that. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. 
but I think this book is also geared towards people who maybe aren't like me and maybe are like more super positive or like not conceited but like happiness seekers really like yeah and like Hmm. love themselves and think they're awesome not that I don't think I'm awesome but like I don't think I'm awesome (laughs) huh you know what I'm saying does it sound like it's for people who need to like be brought down a notch like kind of yeah okay kind of like a humbling yeah yeah yeah. like Like, there's one or two chapters about like confidence and about like how you need to like if you haven't hit rock bottom you need to like get yourself to a place where you can hit rock bottom so that you can like regrow yeah and I couldn't really relate to those because I have hit rock bottom at least I hope I have (laughs) that would be really (laughs) shitty if that was not my maximum so let's Mm. get there and also I'm like not super confident so I was like okay whatever like those chapters are fine but anyway This book is all about how positivity and happiness are a disease. And that's not what we should be striving for, which is why I'm really excited to hear about your book. It's all about how we're like addicted to being positive and wanting to be happy. And we're as a society, we're committed to feeling good. Yeah. That's all we strive for when really we should be striving to be better. Mm -hmm. He talks about how happiness is like the one emotion that humans i think i talked about this last episode but happiness is like the one emotions that humans like really focus on and really strive for but it's the it's only one emotion and really we should be acknowledging all the emotions we have and using the negative ones and it's make us it's gotten to the point where like we don't know what to do with negative emotions that do indeed exist but like we're taught that those are bad or negative yeah emotions. yeah we're like and to ignore them yeah and to like mm-hmm. do whatever you can to get back into a happy yeah. place versus That's, like mm-hmm. seeing them and acknowledging them and understanding why well, they're there yeah and to the point that you're failing yes for not perpetually exactly. being happy yeah and there's something wrong with you yeah. That's a lot about what this book is is he goes along and like points out specific emotions like anger insecurity anxiety regret shame desperation and like other things and like basically shows us how to use those negative emotions to become better people yeah Mm. just ignoring the negative emotions to try to get to that you're not you're like overstepping the lesson that could be learned there yeah Mm -hmm. when you're just like i can't feel anger like anger doesn't look cute it doesn't like my friends don't like it when I'm angry. My family doesn't like it when I'm angry. So I'm just going to stuff that down and like, you know, whatever, be happy. But like, but why is that anger there? What can we do about it? That's like, yeah, positive. Or how can I grow from this experience? Well, normalizing that as an emotion that people are allowed to have, like Lennon spoke to that on a recent episode of her podcast about, or maybe it was her wife, Abby, but one of the speakers on that podcast mentioned that like when like boys who are younger like fight with each other it's kind of tolerated it's like they're gonna work it out and then whatever Mm -hmm. but when two girls are upset at each other in daycare and are like Uh getting upset everyone rushes to silence that immediately and get them to just like be okay and not be angry and it just conditions yourself to like be really uncomfortable when women are upset and that that yeah. translates like like men too in like, other yeah. ways yeah but totally like and so then like you can feel that tension 
when somebody is getting upset, even when they're justifiably allowed to be angry about something. Mm -hmm. But it just it gives so many negative connotations, like whether that person is immature or being unprofessional. And yeah, it's an emotion just like the other emotions. And yeah, yeah, you need to be respectful, not like yelling at people, but sure those other emotions like really but can fuel you to better places exactly there's yeah. a reason it exists yeah and <laughs> that just yeah, like sidestepping it definitely like it's motivating whereas happiness yeah. isn't really he talks about this in one of That's the earlier such a chapters good point. happiness isn't motivating yeah. if your goal in life is to be happy you're just gonna live like a boring mediocre life where you just like sure have a house well, have a family when you're choosing whatever a high you right know, like, or if you're like me and a lot of other you. people who are more <clears throat> realist like whenever i feel happy i'm like oh when is this gonna end mm-hmm. it's yeah. like not even that great because i'm like okay i'm here now but when is something gonna happen that i'm not happy yeah. anymore yeah and uh, it's there he talks a lot about how happiness like as a concept shouldn't be a goal Mm-hmm. like he goes into like goal making and like says like a lot of the goals that people have now is like people you can ask like oh what do you want and people are just like oh i just want to be happy and he's like well what does that look like and they're like yeah, oh i don't know mean? like i just kind of want a house and maybe i want a dog and he's like no you're just striving to be mediocre like what do you actually want and what are you going to use to get there yeah because yeah. you can't just use like happiness to get there you're gonna have to like well, be angry you're gonna have to strive for something whose Otherwise, picture like, of happiness point? even <coughs> is that like mm-hmm. i think people right. are like i want to be happy and they're like what does that mean okay a house and a family and a yard and a dog and all that but, but they get that and they're not but whose picture of happiness is that mm-hmm. that's like exactly. society's picture of happiness mm-hmm. but what is your actual goal exactly that will bring you happiness yeah. it, it just leads <laughs> so many people to be really disappointed yeah continually versus you know leaning into something that maybe you're good at or provides mm-hmm. like whatever lifestyle like i don't know something that fulfills you financially socially yeah. whatever you really want like and then find if happiness is a goal like it shouldn't, I don't know, it shouldn't be the ends that you're striving right. for. It should just it be a byproduct. Be, exactly. Like, it shouldn't yeah. be the main goal. It yeah. should be like a, yeah, exactly, yeah. a product of that Because when goal. I hear people being like, I want a house, I want a dog, I want that nuclear image, I want to ask, okay, why? Like, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. And yeah. unpack those layers right. to and really get fine. to the heart like, of and it. He oh, says, for like, sure. It's fine if you want a dog and you want a house, yeah. but like your whole, like, you have hopefully 90 years on this planet maybe you'll get a house within the first 40 then what mm-hmm. yeah you're not going to be happy the rest of your life just because you own one house like yeah there needs to be actual concrete that's things a good that point. you're striving for and then i loved it because he also normalizes like i think it's becoming more like normal to talk about now but like actually like setting concrete goals of what you want and actually like going out and trying to do them and like trying to achieve success is really fucking hard mm-hmm. and people don't really talk about i feel like in the last like maybe a few years people are but people don't really acknowledge like how fucking hard it is to actually like even if you're chasing your dream i think it's bullshit when they say like 
if you pick a job that you yeah. love, you'll never work a day in your yeah. life. It's like not that's real. ridiculous, so, and that's honestly yeah. such bullshit. And like everything is Borderline super hard. Toxic. Yeah. So if you're just looking to be happy, maybe you're gonna turn away from that dream once it gets hard because you're like, yeah. oh well, now I'm like stressed out, and that's bad. So I'm gonna that's walk away. That's a good point too. Yeah. I mean, any <clears throat> any ultimate goal that you have found for yourself that you think will bring you happiness, there will be points along the way that won't be happy all the right. time. Mm-hmm. That's what a goal is. Like, mm-hmm. you have to work for it, and it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies. Right. He had a really good analogy that I loved. He brought up, like, Super Mario. I don't know if you guys played it. Yeah. But he's like, if you want to go through life and just, like, be happy, imagine playing Mario. You go through the first level, and you, like, maybe you accidentally, like, step on a turtle shell, or maybe you, like, I don't know, the mushroom man comes along and kills you or whatever it is like if you're just looking to live like that's all you're gonna do if you aren't gonna like willing to learn from your mistakes you're just gonna keep going through life and doing the same thing over and over again Hmm. and you're never gonna get past that first level you need to be able to like go back analyze your mistakes and do differently the second time Mm -hmm. if you want to like get past that level one thing with like the success and the goals and setting that up and trying to achieve them too, there are a number of people who have achieved like what many people would consider success and are in the limelight that note just how much luck plays into that, yeah. you know? And like, I mean, you can set those goals and you can try to strive and make those things happen, but there's so many things along the way that could throw you a curveball and it doesn't mean that you're failing and there it's kind of like the whole like is there one soulmate or you know could there be a numerous people it's like Mm -hmm. there are many paths in life that could still be fulfilling lives for you you know yeah Yeah. oh that's a good point that's really and I think about like Olympic athletes that like reach like superstar level at super young ages Mm -hmm. and then they've done that and then it's like well what's next like even if you you get super lucky and you like are super successful at a young age yeah. in whatever capacity, there's always going to be like what's next. Like the ultimate goal is never what you think it is because there always has to be something yeah, after it. Right. You're you have a life to live and if you're just looking to be happy, like yeah, you're not going to like if you're only focusing on positive emotions and ignoring all the others, then you're not living life. I really want to read this. <laughs> it's so, guys, I loved it. And it the audiobook, really um, the audiobook is super quick. I think it's only like maybe five hours long. Nice. So cool. it's like pretty quick. And then I think the last thing I just want to mention is he has this one chapter kind of like halfway through where he goes through like positive sayings and like all the Instagram quotes that people see and like picks them apart and like yes. tears them to shit. Oh. And I loved it. A really funny one that I liked was don't look back. You're not going that way. And he was like, (laughs) I'm going to read it just because I thought it was really funny. Um, He said, this is one of those particularly fun ones. It assumes you know where you're going. It assumes that life is some clear and linear path with a line from A to B that you just follow. And why would you ever look back? What part of your past could you possibly ever learn from? As we all know, Hansel and Gretel didn't leave a trail of crumbs in order to find their way back to safety when they veered off course. They obviously just wanted to fatten up all the fucking gluten-starved forest critters. There are two kinds of people in this world. People who pay attention to their past and try to learn from their mistakes. 
and people who get eaten in the woods decide which kind of person you want to be. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And then he also has like a section on like regrets and how everyone's all like no regrets, no mm. regrets. And how important it is to have regrets in your life so that you can look back and learn from them. Because if you have no regrets or like after six months, if you like shake off that regret, you're just going to make the same mistake over and over and over again. But if you like keep that regret, it sucks. You feel it in your stomach. That is what it is. But it's going to stop you from doing it in the future. Right. Right. And that's growth. And it's also a way to measure growth, like (laughs) to be like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I've come across this before in the past. And this time I'm going to make a better decision. Exactly. Mm. That's my book. Awesome. I liked it. Highly recommend. Hi, Lauren. (laughs) Yes. Snap, snap, snap. (laughs) I'm also coming back with a book I mentioned in the back to school episode. I don't know if I said its name, but it's called Money Diaries. Um, It's by... Lindsay Stanberry who is of Refinery29 and basically I don't want to go too much into like the premise of the book it's like it's a pretty traditional finance book but it's geared towards like female millennials who are young and working have college debt may or may not be in a relationship may or may not have kids but I feel like it like it's a good demographic yeah but it's it's also it's kind of cool like each chapter starts with like a money diary from someone anonymous we don't know who they are but they go through like a week in the life of everything they spend money on how much they make how much their rent is where they live all their expenses and it's just kind of interesting to like peek into other people's like like what they spend money on because everyone is just so different like i don't spend a ton of money on certain things but i do like to spend like money on groceries because good food is i like that but i never like go and buy coffee places but other people are like coffee every day that's important to me Mm -hmm. but i don't like ever buy any new clothes like it's just so fascinating to me what people spend their money on (laughs) anyway i got to the chapter about money and relationships and i thought it was super fascinating because i've never been in like a long enough relationship to have to really have money conversations as Mm -hmm. far as like this is like really far down the line but like joint bank accounts who's paying for what my parents had a joint always had a joint bank account but I'm like oh I guess there are other ways that people do it they have Mm -hmm. fully separate they have three accounts two separate and one together Mm -hmm. all together I was like oh this is so interesting so I wanted to kind of hear your takes on like relationships and money but then also there's a chapter on like who takes the tab and like gender kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and different opinions on that and I want to hear about this chapter yeah like I've been dating more in the last couple years and Mm -hmm. I'm like oh this is this is interesting I think personally I don't know I just tend to like let the dude pick up the tab but I don't really Same. feel strongly about it one way or another. I don't know. Hmm. I just wanted to see what you guys thought. But then, well, what what did the book say? Did it? Um, it went into a lot of different people's like opinions, oh, just like anecdotal opinions. Okay, yeah. Um, I would say I can go first. Yeah, as a single lady, I 
yeah i like it when the guy pays mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry um yeah, no, and sorry but like i'm i've been thinking about broke. it and i don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with that there's not i there's one date that i went on semi-recently where we went to like this really awesome cocktail place that i fell in love with but anyway we ended up staying for a really long time we were probably there for like three or four hours and we probably got like four drinks and when i say those cocktails were not cheap the bill was like 150 bucks and i was like wow that case i was like i am not letting you pay he like tried and was like i'm absolutely not letting you pay for this that was ridiculous like we could have left a long time ago and gone somewhere else so i split that one but like if it's like a typical like dinner or movie or mini golf or whatever it is i Mm -hmm. if they offer i'll let them pay if they don't i don't mind splitting it yeah. I've never paid for a full one myself unless I was in a relationship with someone. Okay, couple things. One, are we talking about just a first date? Well, that's yeah. So or I was, I was kind of thinking personally. I feel like for the first couple of dates, I tend to like let the guy. Well, I don't. But recently, I have. It's kind of like I don't yeah. know, kind of equal. But then also like. So what do you do in a same-sex relationship then? Like you don't well, have that like that traditional. Norm. Well, and they also like, they also like interviewed some same-sex couples in here too, which was interesting. And I think it tends to be more of like fifty-fifty split or yeah. like alternating. One girl said, which was interesting, that she prefers to let the guy pay, but if she feels like it's not going anywhere, she'll like offer to pay for half because she oh. doesn't want to, yeah like. For him to owe her anything. I like mm-hmm. that because I also don't like the idea that like, well, this person has put X amount into this date and now I feel obligated. Like there's yeah. some unspoken obligation, mm-hmm. which obviously is that is not anything that anyone mm-hmm. needs to be held to. But I've had dates where like I got pressured because yep. I didn't like kiss at the end of a first date. And in my mind, I'm like, because there won't be a second, you know, <laughs> yeah. but like having money then add on to that like yeah sometimes you just want to eliminate that yeah factor, I remember you know? a couple years ago I went on a date with a guy and he paid for our whole first meal and then I saw him a second time and I think like halfway through the meal I was like I don't want to see him again yeah but for whatever reason he didn't have his wallet with him and so I paid and I remember thinking like this is fine he paid for yeah, one yeah, meal. Yeah. I paid for a meal. We're walking We're away. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. I do like that. And I think for serious or longer term relationships in the future, that's probably like what my goal would be. But the ones I've had in the past, one of them I was like super, super broke for. And he made like well more than a half of what I did. So he always yeah. paid for everything. And I, well, he paid for most of everything. I paid every now and then, but I wasn't going to like complain about that, you know? Um, and then another one we made like the same amount and we were very broke and very rarely went out. I think we probably ended up doing like he paid like 70 percent. Maybe I paid 30. Yeah, but it's interesting knew- to me in like when do money conversations come up or is it just like an unspoken like. And mine has always been unspoken until I lived with someone and then yeah. I had to. Yeah, but I was just always like young. Like I haven't. Like my last serious relationship was like what two years ago i don't know yeah I've so never i was been younger in- and i like still was like looking for a career and wasn't really established so right. at this point i feel like money talks would come sooner mm-hmm. but yeah same that's what i'm thinking too i've never dated someone seriously as like an adult with a job right. like a salary yeah, yeah. 
Same. So I've had some experiences. Yeah. <laughs> and so when it comes to first date, it's really been case by case. I mean, yes, in my heart of hearts, like, I do get a little traditional and appreciate if a guy yeah. pays for a first date. I like it. Yeah. But, <laughs> I just like free things. But it totally. <laughs> anyone paying yeah. for me and I'm happy. <laughs> but it totally depends like on that relationship because there was a first date where I think we maybe he did pay. I don't I don't know. I feel I feel like we split it and there was nothing wrong with that. It was like we met on an on a dating app and it just like yeah. he's a stranger <laughs> like you know like it was there wasn't really like anything more right. to think about it that way then when it comes to money talks outside of like the first couple dates my my current partner we come from really different cultures and so mm-hmm. i and and money is different like even if you're from the same country you know yeah. but but we had a conversation at one point because one thing I do is I I would ask him, like, oh, do you want to split it? Do you, like, what do you want to do? Just because that, I don't know, that's my upbringing. I'm just, like, I'm asking things all the time. Right. And that is not the cultural no- oh, really? norm where he comes from. Oh, like interesting. Like, asking questions in general, like, it's not really <laughs> that way. Like, instead of, like, oh, are you hungry? Do you want something to yeah. eat? He's like, just give me the food or don't give me the food. Like, I'm not going to tell you, yes, I'm hungry. <laughs> but I want to know if you're hungry or not. <laughs> make you food you're not hungry for and so we had a similar thing with money but he like at one point like I really appreciate him being honest about this but was just like listen I like I don't really like doing that one of us should just do it or not like not that like he 100% needed to pay for all things or I needed to but just in each interaction Instead I of don't like want throwing it out there. Yeah, someone do it. Someone do it. And he really, in general, he mentioned that he personally doesn't like to split things 50 50. And so okay. he would rather him pick up one thing, I pick up a thing. And uh-huh. so I'm like, okay. And there are some exceptions where I'm like, that was too much. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Venmo you for that. I got 18 Sundays. I'll pay for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and it took some time too because. Yeah what I did was really ingrained in me and you know what he does is ingrained in him but but you know we're not living together so we haven't had that next level conversation we do have friends that did have to go through those conversations too and it's I think it's really good to be able to be open about money early on in a relationship I remember I was dating a guy for a couple months and at one point, he asked me about my student loans. And, it, like, it was in a good way. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't like, to, all right. So tell me how much debt you're in. Right. I need to know. But at the same time, like, the the practical parts of dating, like, they're not pretty, but they're totally real. Yeah. And if you're interested in someone, like, what, like, financial problems are, like, the number one reason for divorce. And so it's really good to just not let that be an elephant in the room and just, like, grow to get comfortable to talk about things yeah you know that's what I think too and yeah I mean we're working on being comfortable with money (laughs) yes we are (laughs) and bringing it up with someone who may come into the picture but you're right like no matter whether you're from another culture or not like everyone's baggage with money is totally different in our family upbringings and everything oh and I have one very quick story on that so one of my roommates in grad school she was dating a guy and I'm just gonna guess from how the story played out that they came from two socioeconomic like different 
like they had different stances on money and so they were doing the like you get one like you get this meal mm-hmm. i'll give the next one and switching back and forth and my roommate was starting to feel like it was kind of unequal like she I remember was this yeah story. so oh, she would end yeah. up buying like the dinner out or the big meals and then he would get like they would get like a beer at a bar or like <laughs> these little things and i i think she brought it up at one point mm-hmm. and like i just remember money being like a weird tense thing between them actually he might have brought it up because i remember her being uncomfortable (laughs) by how much he was bringing up money and she was saying how like she doesn't have to think about money like we're like back home like money is fine you don't really talk about it and you just have it meanwhile Mm -hmm. it's a big thing for him Mm -hmm. because like it's a scarce resource and they ended up breaking up and you know that's it's for the best but like that really highlighted how different those stances can weigh on a relationship really early on yeah definitely i just thought that was an interesting topic and i know that we all have different experiences with i do know okay someone i a couple i knew in grad school i was kind of thought it was fun he was in grad school with me i think she was in her last year of undergrad so he always bought whenever they ate together he always bought the food and she always paid for the drinks because the drinks were always like cheaper than the food, but I thought that was always like a fun and interesting way that they split it up yeah. instead of just like paying for their own or maybe like he'll get most and she'll get one every now and then. It's like every time she always bought the drinks and he always bought the food. And yeah, like, that's weird, but I liked it. Uh huh. It does bring up so many questions about how relationships handle like when people are getting paid differently. Like there's this yeah. TV show I watch and they, these two people ended up moving in together and the guy in the relationship made substantially more than a partner Mm -hmm. and so what they decided is that they would figure out like instead of just splitting 50 50 which would be way more of her take home they would find the split that proportionally was the same percentage out of each of their um Mm. paychecks which (laughs) i'm still like wait how does the math work on that i get that but with things like rent i've always been very strong to like i if if i was gonna live with someone i want it to be equal it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if i make less like I don't know. Like yeah. then just get an apartment that we can both afford together and that I don't have to like shell out for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting how different people yeah, yeah. Different people problem solve it differently. Yeah. Because it's, it's also really whatever you're comfortable with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading about a couple who was married and they like made substantially different paychecks and like had a third joint account and put like one of them put like 70 percent of their paycheck the other like 30 percent and it hmm, equaled out or something i don't know and then that was their like joint account for like rent bills groceries all the joint things and then they each had their own like kind of separate accounts for like fun things fun things and then neither of them felt like Whoever was making less wasn't feeling like the other person was always paying for their stuff. And then the other person mm-hmm. wasn't like, I'm always paying for their fun things, too. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I've never I, heard of that before. I know a, of a couple mm. that does something like that, too. And that, like, joint – There's I can't fully remember what it is, but it's, like, either they split rent 50-50 and, like, the bills, like, the yeah. essentials, that's, like, even split. And then the rest of it, 
they have their own. I can't remember how they do it, but it, it's a similar format, mm-hmm. and it works for them. So yeah, that's cool. it's interesting <laughs> to really see just whatever works. For how you. many different yeah. ways there are to do it, and it's whatever works best for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. The conversation's important. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and uh, earlier, the better. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe when I was younger, I liked the guy to pay for more things. And now I think I'm more willing to pay mm-hmm. on earlier dates for yeah. things. I think like I start to feel the accumulation of how much that person is spending o- over dates. And yeah. I start to feel bad. I'm flattered. But like I feel how that may be feeling on their end. And maybe they're making more. Maybe they're not. But there's a point where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I want to be at, like at the end of the day, if this progresses, I want to be a 50 50 partnership. So but there like, are some oh guys God. that have real problems with that I and know. want to pay for everything. That's true. And that is a red flag. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. red flag for me. <laughs> it really yeah, has think, to be a conversation. I think especially in a city like Seattle, like none of us in our age group are unless you're in tech are really making that much like right, no right, one right. has like. <laughs> A ton of money to spend. (laughs) Just to spare. And so it's like, I don't need you to be paying for both of our meals every time. Well, and there's one thing. If someone is, like, insisting on paying for all the things when you're courting, and, (laughs) and like, that's going to mellow out at some point. But if that is, like, this is a precedent for how the rest of the relationship is going to play out. you're in and it's still happening. That is a huge red flag because it speaks a lot to the power in the relationship and mm-hmm. one person getting to have a bigger say like I don't know like yeah I don't like it yeah <laughs> and maybe that works for some people but yeah I have not been in a relationship like that and that would yeah rough. there's bigger issues yeah <laughs> <laughs> agreed agreed it just feels like toxic masculinity and like Control yeah, issues. for sure. Okay. Anyway. Not a licensed professional. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are not experts. No. <laughs> but man, relationships yeah. and money. Mm-hmm. Did that book by chance start as a blog? I think so. Okay. I may have heard of Also, interview. I was going to say, I got the audiobook and the physical book, both from the library. And it's been nice, like Jamie was saying, it's been nice to have a physical copy and an (laughs) audio copy because sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just want to listen to this. And sometimes I'm like, I need to read that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I had to fight the urge so much to not get the audio version of the book I read because I just wanted to listen to it, too. And I'm like, Lisa, we've done this, and you're not retaining information. (laughs) We need books to come out with audio copies Mm -hmm. also attached so you know three for three over here i am also going to be talking (laughs) about a book that i mentioned previously i think on our most recent voicemail episode yeah and so i will be talking about the algebra of happiness so also in the realm of happiness yay yeah and this book deals a bunch about love and relationships so kind of similar to the other book. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We're actually on topic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Algebra of Happiness by Scott Galloway. Page one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like, okay. Oh, I'm into it. <laughs> yes. No, he's he's reading. Audiobook. Don't come after us, Scott. No. Okay. So Scott Galloway, I've mentioned him before, and I've given, like, really half-hearted bios, and honestly, this one may be on par, but I just want to fully cover the things that, like, cover his title so scott galloway is 
currently he is a professor. I think he has been teaching at the Stern, like NYU's business school. I think this coming semester, or this current semester, he's actually teaching at a different school, but then we'll be going back to Stern next semester. Minutia. Anyway, so <laughs> he is a professor. He is an adjunct professor. He is also an entrepreneur, a public speaker. He is an author, <laughs> obviously. Wow. <laughs> a, wow. Um, and he is the host and co-host of two podcasts, which is how oh. I personally got an intro God, into his world. The yeah, the man is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. I'm really impressed by him. He jokes that he's always like an incident away from getting canceled, which is probably true. But <laughs> he's been around the block. He has a lot of experience and a lot of advice that he passes forward. And in hearing him in both his podcasts, like he's mentioned numerous times about how much his students will come for office hours and then like really just want life advice and career mm -hmm. advice. And it was happening so much that I think he decided that that would be his second book. The first book was all about the big four, like Amazon, Google, Facebook, hmm. micro? Nope. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the four. I was thinking of the big. The, the final big four. Five? Oh. <laughs> oh. The zebras. <laughs> not zebras. Lions, cheetahs. Elephants. Buffaloes, elephant. I've never heard of that. Yes. <laughs> the, the big, big five. five. I was like, yeah. And you were like, Instagram, Google. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, different things. Close, anyway. but not. <laughs> <laughs> Where are anyway. we? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I've been really appreciating the advice that he's been giving on the podcast. And so I don't know. I just finally bought the bit the bullet and got his book. And like he gives advice about like how to pick a mate how to like you know like how to a invest mate. yeah <laughs> like mate. and so I came like I came to this book looking for advice thinking it would be more career driven and it yeah. is but there's also so much of it that is about love and relationships um and so he tell us more yeah he gets to the point in his book that like Love and relationships are the ends. Everything else is the means to get to those ends. And yeah. I appreciate him putting it out there because it really, like, I actually couldn't tell you for certain, like, how much he's directly being discussing happiness, but everything he is discussing is, with, like, it's in the room. Happiness is yeah. hanging out, and it's it's like he's defining what makes a meaningful life and kind of challenging that notion of happiness but in not a direct assault on it you know it's just like, <laughs> my book was a direct assault yeah for sure and his book is it is it's interesting it's a hybrid because it's definitely like a personal growth here's my advice here's life advice but it's also a memoir and I oh. I kind of appreciate how he's stringing things together like he has a section on CrossFit and so we like and so he starts off just kind of joking and with some self-deprecating humor about like him being a CrossFit person but then by the end of that section it covers like his CrossFit instructor being on the phone with his grandfather and 
he couldn't hear the other end but within that conversation the instructor said like i love you too grandpa like six times and he's like you know i don't know what that grandpa was saying i don't know what he was talking Mm -hmm. about but all i know is he said i love you six times and got his grandson like said it back to him like just as a note of like that holds way more power than like whatever else the crossfit thing you know like he just like pulls in these stories and it just shows so much compassion and love like i have cried so much reading this book oh my god i i wasn't expecting to so excited like i started reading this on the way home like i was i don't know i read it on my recent trip and the beginning of the book is like here are some straight up basics and i would say if you don't have time you're not a big reader just read that section you will get lots of good healthy tips and then you'll be on your way Mm -hmm. and that definitely covers like professional life relationships like like he mentions in the book multiple times like it's an honor to give someone a good end of life things like that you know and so you get the basics and then he has a section on success a section on love a section on health and then like an epilogue let's wrap it up you know I'm deep into the love portion right now I think I'm about three quarters of the way through the book so I haven't quite reached health yet but yeah it's it's hitting me so hard and so I it's like to the point that I've almost forgotten the whole success part because (laughs) now that I'm in this chunk of the book it's like what is that other part oh yeah I can come back to it forget about it who cares because like you know when you talk about like what drives you to be successful in your profession you know like his stance and his personal Mm -hmm. philosophy is like I want to take care of the ones I love and you know take care of myself too obviously but like he talks a lot about like when his mother got cancer and how he was able to take care of her for that part and that meant so much to be able to take care of his mom at the end yeah I know yeah but then it really like kicks you in the chest because there's one part he has a section about what home is and you know so many people strive to get their first house and he's like the first house doesn't matter as much as the last house and he talks about the last house he gave his mom and how he felt like a failure at one point because they needed to put her in long-term care Mm -hmm. and he basically he basically had to smuggle her out like it was so bad and he was like we're leaving and they're like you you'll be going against doctor's orders we'll send the security team in and somehow that worked out where like she got to go home but like there was a moment where it didn't look like it and Uh you can just like feel like I I feel like failure is such like I hate putting that word to it and that's that's how he described it and that's how he is feeling it but I can just feel that like you're at the finish line of taking care of your parent and you're like it's not gonna happen you know but it does it does (laughs) yeah anyway well okay coming back to it he offers a lot of insight on like relationships and finding a partner and that is something that like I don't know (laughs) it hits so strongly but it's in he phrases it in such a pragmatic way that like is very jostling to me but is like the truth that I really appreciate hearing because Mm -hmm. same with that like advice about like you know find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life (laughs) you know and it's like just 
find someone you lo- like there's all this advice on like how do you know when someone's the one and mm-hmm. like finding a partner and I remember on one of the podcasts he mentioned like some stats about like how women choose partners versus men and like women like by and large choose someone who is nice like they went because it's a, like it shows that they will a like that person will take care of them but but also like take care of any offspring but then the number one factor is resources and they're like women like and it's like a survival thing yeah for offspring you know Mm -hmm. it's like you want someone who is going to be able to provide for you know and I have resisted against that thought in the past because it felt really traditional yes like very heteronormative and I'm just like oh like I don't want to have to rely on some man to take care of me. But when I heard that in the last, like, whatever, in the past year when he said it, I was like, that 100% tracks. I feel like the older you get and the more serious relation, or it doesn't even matter your age. If you're getting serious with a partner, those questions come to mind. And it brings a totally different level to that relationship of analyzing that relationship. Like, that you I just don't hear it from friends like like who's like well he made a secure amount of money so I knew that would be a good choice like yeah no what I hear is like it was so easy you know yeah (laughs) oh that's such a good point but then yeah I mean I'm the same one I'm like fight the patriarchy I don't need a man to take care of me I don't need anyone to take care of me kind of thing but at the same time it's like gender aside like with a partner you want you want yeah. them to take care of you and you want to take care of them. Like it's you mutual. It to be right. And so it makes yeah. sense that, yeah, like looking for someone that <laughs> has quote unquote good resources, yeah. whatever that means. Yeah. Like it makes sense that that's something that we maybe notice subconsciously, subconsciously yeah. are selecting. It for. makes sense that it factors in because if that is a missing piece in that relationship, that will always come up like maybe not directly in the room but like it'll be like if one person is like pulling on the weight like let's say financially like that it's definitely a dynamic in the relationship and it doesn't mean that that relationship can't survive it's just it's present so it's definitely something in mind yeah Mm -hmm. I had an, an aunt once tell me like no you don't need like a man to take care of you but it is nice when they can and I'm like yeah. noted yeah. yeah and you can take care of them it's yeah. not just a one-way street it's not like you're uh, sitting at home doing nothing right. and they're taking care of you but right if shit were to hit the fan you have someone in your court yeah yeah let me start at the beginning <laughs> okay <laughs> i fucking love this book it's so okay we're good. starting over yeah. <laughs> but start here have you been zoned out are you working come back hello welcome this book is the shit like i have never wanted buy it for everyone yes i've never wanted to buy a book and mail it to people and i'm like this is the book and it may just be wearing m in life right now but like i need more content like this i need more like you're young you're out of college you don't you don't know what you're gonna do like here here's some advice to help guide you like good luck like you know like he is an entrepreneur and he does have a section where he describes like four qualities he thinks are essential or present in most entrepreneurs 
But he doesn't say that's the end all be all, you mm-hmm. know, and he has an equal size section about being an employee and even notes that like in his opinion, entrepreneurs like are like in people who start their own companies. It's not always so much that like they're more talented than other people. It's like sometimes in his experience, what he's seen is it's because they couldn't actually make it as a good employee yeah. in other companies. And so the only option was to go work for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that. him just not like, you know, over inflating this romanticized vision of being an entrepreneur. It is wonderful. And like he, you know, he speaks to why it's so crucial to have entrepreneurs. But it, I feel like he's providing well-rounded advice. And it's it feels timeless i mean this was written in like 2018 2019 so it's not like it was that long ago but it like there's a lot of advice that i think could translate from generation to generation but then there are some sections that feel very timely in the moment and i'll get to that in a second but yeah i i just like i've been wanting that guidance and just that advice beyond just like what are you gonna major in it's like okay now what and like there are times where I feel like I'm floating and this was a nice start (laughs) but just like here's some guideposts and like here's some things to not get wrapped up in you Mm. know but yeah he talks a lot about investing like in his podcast his prof g show podcast is a lot about business and investments which is a topic for another day because i'm not well versed in that (laughs) but but he has a section in the book about trying to read the economy because economy like it is cyclical it will go up it will go down you know and so he starts laying out these like canaries in the coal mine that were like back in 2019 and they're fantastic they're like signs that things may be about Uh to turn and it's like Oh, there were some really interesting ones. There's like CEOs start going on the cover of magazines and like start oh. getting like becoming just assholes and like getting all the limelight. And one that I made so much sense once I heard it was like leaders are looking to youth for direction in their company. <laughs> and so he's like yeah. in times of like depression, recession, companies look to gray hair people with experience in times of like booms or you know Mm -hmm. just like healthy economies or when it's about to be a bust the companies are looking to the youth for innovation ideas and he had an example of some big ceo asking him like when he was kind of a hot shot just like asking him his advice and then that was pretty close to the dot bomb crash you know i don't know it was like within months it was like people are obviously grasping for straws and they're like what do the youth think you know what do those the youths <laughs> and like we haven't seen we I, I mean march of 2020 is its own blip like with the yeah. pandemic but everyone i feel like is still waiting for that lull to come for that yeah. crash but we're not for sure what it's gonna one. be yeah yeah but we're way overdue for it and so you have everyone yep. just like sitting on the edge of the cliff waiting you know and so it's weird to hear these things and just think like it's years later and we're still in that just like holding our breath mode, you mm-hmm. know, like anyway, super interesting. And I, I love his insight. It's so Yay! good. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. I have it's, to read it right now. Yeah. And 
Oh my god, the love part. We all need to quit our jobs and read all these books. Oh, I had planned. I there were some real good quotes. I love how this is written. Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that was another point I wanted to make. I love how he writes it. He's hilarious. Like, I think he's very talented in his writing, which sounds so dumb. He's super successful, but but I mean, some people are super successful in the writing and not writers. I really appreciate his writing. Like I've mentioned before, like you know it's just so clear his compassion and his love for his family and for others like especially just like passing along advice to other people young Mm -hmm. like young ambitious people but he's also really funny he keeps throughout the book he'll have a comment that sounds absurd or you're just like what why were you doing that and then in parentheses he'd be like see above bored and stretching like things like that which I, I sound really random out of context but He's just a very captivating writer, and mm. I loved it so much. And so there were some quotes I wanted to Yay! share. Some of them, I yes, was just, yes, I've been yes, reading yes, so yes, fast, yes. I don't know what page they were on, but there was this one that still hits me, and it's serendipity is the product of courage. Mm. And that I love, because in the success section, he talks about stepping outside of your comfort zone to yeah. get somewhere, you know, and I never like you think of serendipity so much. I personally think of it as this concept where, you know, things are happening outside of you. And when it's right, it's yep. it just happens. Mm-hmm. And I love that he is challenging that. Not that that's not necessarily true, but like you need to have the courage to then be kind of going out. Maybe like it's not yeah. that you need to know the direction that something's going to go in. But if you don't put yourself out there. How are these serendipitous yeah, interactions gonna ever going to happen? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's oh very good. Gosh. It's got old dad life advice. It's got. Okay. Relevancy. It's it's mm-hmm, everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> it has everything. Yeah. How does that feel in compared to the, the happiness? <laughs> I think they're pretty much similar ideas. Very different approaches. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I really want to read your book now. It's good. I'm blowing through yeah. it. Quick read. If anyone <laughs> wants to pay me to read books, I know. Please yeah. advise. Can someone <laughs> please pay me. I am to willing read. to yes. accept payment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, Is there any final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh Send us an email or DM us all your thoughts. Mm-hmm. We're always accepting recommendations. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a friend. Mm-hmm. Review us. Review us. Subscribe. Make it official. Five Follow. stars. Rate yes. us. We love you. And we're out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatyoureadanddo.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest this week or that you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at wrdpod. Follow us to stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend, you get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at the real Kalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you guys next.